And here we go. Another episode of the dugout. Today's gonna today's episode is going to be number nine. Uh, great week of sports to cover with Tigers winning the Masters, of course. Uh, obviously, we'll talk MLB. And the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs are heating up in the first round. Uh, Bunger, where, where do you want to go with the things today? You want to start with the MLB, uh, you know, get that out of the way because that's really our, like, main thing, and then just kind of dive into a little bit of everything because yeah. so much has happened this past week. Absolutely. Your call. Go ahead. All right, so... In the MLB over this past week, besides the, you know, besides just regular games being played and the standings taking more and more shape, which we'll, we'll dive into, you know, standings quickly in a minute here. Really, the biggest news is that the Yankees and Red Sox will play their first game of the season against each other today. Right. Uh, today being Tuesday, April 16th. A lot of teams have these two going to the playoffs um, and maybe even potentially playing each other depending on seeding and how they finish. Not if they keep playing the way they are. Yeah, well, you know, well, the Yankees have literally 13 people, I think, on the, now it's the injured list. You know, they, they really, they could have a whole team of starters for other teams on their injured list right now. Yeah. And then the Red Sox, you know, they're not doing too well right now, but I'm sure they'll pick it up. That's, they'll be their first game. Uh, Chris Davis, I know we talked about last week, his terrible streak i think it was 0 for 29 at the time but like 0 for 40 something overall right yeah overall dating back to last year he got his first hit of the season congrats to him uh you know it's got to be tough no one wants to be known for that but he got his first hit of the season against the actual boston red sox so you know they're not happy about giving up that first you know that first hit right and um let's it, see it's not as funny anymore no it's not but as as satisfying as it was to kind of watch, because I always thought he was, like, overrated and didn't deserve that big extension. Right. You never want to see a guy struggle that much because he was hitting the ball quite well, but he is one of the only guys in the MLB that gets, like, those extreme shifts because he can't spread the ball out in the mm-hmm. field. So, yeah. like, even when he was hitting it well, it was at someone that, you know, in, like, shallow right field that would never be there in a regular game. Right, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I'm sure uh, you know he did. He did end up getting the hit and breaking that terrible, terrible slump. But uh, I don't know. For some reason, I feel like he's just not going to be the same player he's been in in years past. Because of a mental, you got to think about the mental aspect right, too, like the course. mental funk of that whole thing. So while he might have one hit now, I feel like it's might kind of continue. The streak is broken, so good for him. But you never really no no. You're never guaranteed a hit, and especially a power hitter like him. I feel like he's got a lot of warning track hits coming up that's just going to be caught. And it's going to piss him off even more, probably. But, you know, I did see, do you remember the name Carlos Zambrano? Yeah, the guy that had, like, the anger problem that played on, like, the Cubs and yeah, the Marlins so, and all that. Yeah, so former Cubs Zambrano eyes return to big leagues. Really? He is trying to make a push back in the MLB. Hold on, hold on, let me guess. If he's trying to make a push, he's going to go with, like, a really bad team. So is he going with the Marlins or, like, the Orioles? Uh, not reading where he's trying to go, but it just says he thinks he can overcome his age, his reputation, and a long major league absence to make it back to the big leagues. How How old is he? Um, thirty seven. Yeah, no. He no, did I... say he said he said why not? Zambrano said Monday from Marlins Park. Uh, Bartolo Colon pitched until he was forty five, and I'm thirty seven. But here's the thing: Bartolo Colon didn't really take that long off, and when he did, you know, it, it was a slow grind to get back. Zambrano, I don't think, is the same pitcher as Bartolo. 
he was never as good in his career. Bartolo was a Cy Young candidate early in his career. Yeah. And I think he actually won one with the Angels way back. Yeah, he hasn't pitched in the MLB since 2012, but from 2003 to 2008, he won double-digit games each season, leading the league with 16 in 2006, and he has a career 3.66 ERA. I mean, that is a good ERA. That's respectable. But he's a crazy guy. Um, just reading this article, got into a fist fight in the dugout with his catcher, Michael Barron, in 2007, and in 2009 got in a heated argument with an umpire and beat up a Gatorade dispenser. <laughs> which got him a six-game suspension. I guess Gatorade was a sponsor of the MLB that year. Yeah, they well... just didn't like with the, the image deformation there. See, I feel like pitchers as a whole are just weird. Well, you have to be crazy. Like, if you want like, yeah. if you want to take on a guy and be like, he, here's my best stuff, whether it's a fastball change or anything, like, try and hit it, you have to have that, like, crazy, like, wild dog mentality. Yeah, he... He's less weird and more crazy. He like we talked about Chris, uh, Chris Archer last week, and or Z- how, and Zach Granke in the past too. We talked right. about him. Yeah, so ju- they're just weird pitchers. Are a very weird breed, and Zambrano is like peak weird, peak crazy. Uh, but you gotta kind of applaud him for even making the leap to try to make it back, and you gotta applaud him even more if he gets in. Yeah, because like you said, taking a hiatus that long, and then. You know, coming back into real pitching to real MLB players, and they're only getting better at hitting. You know, it'd be really exciting to see. And uh, I, what do you think? I mean, it would certainly be interesting. You have the guys that have come back in recent years, like Scott Cashmere. You know, he joined the Atlantic League, which is like that, you know, professional league with the Long Island Ducks, the Sugarland Cedars, right, and all that. He made a comeback. Rich Hill was pitching for the Ducks for five hundred dollars a week. And then within two years, he's pitching in the World Series for the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Dontrell Willis tried to make a comeback that way. Roger Clemens tried to make it. People are trying it. And that league, is, it seems to be very successful in the Atlantic League. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I think if, if he can like if he can get the right exposure, and obviously if he's getting the media coverage now, I'd say that he has a shot. But like he just has to be adaptable, too, because if he's one of those guys that – has, like, a Carmelo Anthony mindset, like, this is the way I used to pitch, this is the way I used to be. Yeah. You have to be willing to adapt to whatever system you go. Of course. So, and, hopefully uh, it works out for him. It's definitely interesting. Right. So, but he claims he's changed in terms of being, uh, where, where his head is at, at least. He, he credits God for changing him. He said the pivotal event happened at a Christian youth conference in Venezuela. Okay, so he's not full psycho anymore, supposedly. Supposedly, but if you were the man that was... You know, being dubbed crazy, wouldn't you call yourself not crazy? To well, yeah, you have to, yeah, you have to say you changed and went through some like course. epiphany or anything. Yeah, uh, he also played in the Mexican league last year, and his fastball topped that topped out at eighty nine miles an hour. See, that's just that's not gonna. <laughs> that's that's Bunger just gave me a crazy look, man. Eighty nine miles an hour with the way that guys can hit the cover off the ball now. I know. Yeah. Well, he just says he wants to see if he can throw ninety five again. There's only one way to find out. If you walk up there. And you do throw a 95-mile-an-hour fastball, well, then, you know, yeah. like, I think awesome. The, I think the average MLB fastball is, like, 92. Of course. But if you go up there and throw a dinky, you know, sub-90. Sub yeah, it's only th- a three-mile-an-hour difference, but guess what? Yeah. That gives you so much more reaction time, that ball's gone. Right. But it'll be interesting, like I said, not, you know, not much we can say now except 
Hopefully it works out for him because it's always interesting to see someone from like your childhood or that you remember. Oh, he he was a monster, man. He was yeah. he was a really good Come pitcher. Back. So uh, I think he will fail, though. You think he'll fail? I think he'll fail. I feel like there's pitchers out there, uh, like worth, better guys that aren't signed. Right, worth more of a shot because he's old. He's not a good locker room presence, and if you do bring a veteran guy in like him. He absolutely needs to be a a, a good presence and in the a good locker. influence, right? And the younger guys, because uh, look, man, if I'm like a 22 year old MLB player and an old washed up guy who hasn't played since, you know, before 2010 gets heated with me, I'm chirping that guy. Yeah. Because no no one's gonna stand no one's gonna stand for that. So if he comes back and cleans up his act, then well, you know, good for him, and I wish him the best. But all right, so. In terms of any other big MLB news, the only um, something that did happen since our last show is that um, Ozzy Albies of the Atlanta Braves signed an extension. Uh, he signed a seven-year deal for a uh, seven-year deal, thirty-five million dollars. Okay, equates to five million dollars a year. Not bad. It's not bad. But the guy, and I know the guy hasn't been around long. He's only 22 years old, but and this will keep him under contract until he reaches his age 30 season. So you're you're keeping him for like his prime, and you're yeah. for five million dollars. The guy is thought to be one of the top second basemen in baseball mm-hmm. for like coming up. Like he's the next, the next one up, and you just scammed him for a deal, basically for five million. I mean. It's up to him and his representation as and that's, to sign right, it. Right, that's what I wanted to say. Uh, we can say that, you know, he was scammed, but, you know, he had to agree to it. Yeah, and so. I, I don't know why he wouldn't try a little bit more or maybe do, like, a shorter deal and then be like, all right, I'll, I'll do this for four years and then try to make my money then. What's yeah. got, what's, what has to be remembered here is, though, that um, a good majority of the MLB players are humble. You know, the, you got like, guys like Machado and Harper who want their money. And they know they can get their money, but for a guy to just kind of accept a mediocre contract is uh, isn't that crazy to me to believe that someone in the MLB would do that because he probably likes the system he's in, he probably has a solidified position, and a lot of these guys probably don't come from much. So five million dollars a year, yeah, it's crazy. You know, that's to play to play the sport they love. Where's he from? You know, oh, hold on, I'm looking right here. Let's see. Let's look it up. I feel like it's. Albies. Yeah, Albies. Maybe here. like the DR. Maybe Venezuela. Let's see, though. Right. All right, well, here's an interesting thing I found before we find out where he's from. So, fan graphs, the things that like pull up all the stats and everything, um, actually like will evaluate how much a player is worth. And they say based on his 2018 season, he was worth $30.1 million just from that one season. Hmm. So, that's why I say this deal is a little crazy. You're right. And obviously he had a great year, and who knows if he'll do it again. So, yeah, you never know if he'll do it again. Uh, I applaud the guy for really just banking on himself, and, you know, maybe he's doing it to be a team player because he wants to build uh, a winner in Atlanta because, you know, they they certainly are pieces away. Yeah. They're a young and promising team. Dansby Swanson. Dansby Swanson. um, Acuna. Acuna. They don't really have any pitchers right now. Tehran's not consistent, Newcomb, but – they have they have guys right. So maybe he banks on himself with this lower end contract to entice people to come. Absolutely. Do we have like, any, go, go ahead. Like you said, five million is still a lot of a money. lot of money, a lot of money to play a sport. Um, in terms of Kimbrel and Keuchel, they still remain unsigned. 
Yeah, so I, I'm reading this here. The te- this team remains interested in Kimbrel Keuchel. Uh, apparently, Kimbrel is moving closer to do, to a decision on where he wants to land. Uh, the Brewers are have spoken to Kimbrel's agent. Uh, I know the Mets say they have. I've seen a lot of rumors with that, but in my opinion, that makes no sense. You traded for Edwin Diaz, the guy who led the you know the AL in saves last year. Yeah. So why would you trade for another? I mean, why would you sign another closer? Because Kimbrel's not going to be an eighth inning guy, and even they have uh, Familia, even though he's absolutely terrible this year. <laughs> they don't he's, need another reliever. He's got some time to make up for it. But yeah, the Brewers are in- interested in both Keuchel and Kimbrel, and are making pushes to sign them. But the Braves are also monitoring the markets. So talk about pitching there for a second. How yeah. They're lackluster pitching. Uh, they're monitoring the market for both Keuchel and Kimbrel, but they, they said, used to have Kimbrel too. So yeah, homecoming. So they, but they say they remain concerned about the asking prices of the two, and then losing a draft pick and all this other, th- all this other stuff. But Padres also said that they're interested in Keuchel. Another team with no pitching. Right. So, I mean, if you can choose as a pitch as either Kimbrel or Keuchel, where would you want to go? Uh, out of those teams that are interested. In me, Brewers. If I'm, if I'm Kimbrel, I'm going back to Atlanta. Okay. For the homecoming. If I'm Keuchel, I'm going to the Brewers. Could they both go to the Brewers? Um, I mean, the Brewers are thought of as a small market team. I don't know how much money they have right, laid out yep. in cap right now, and they're gonna have to, you know, give Yelich uh, an extension when he's mm-hmm. when he's due, because that guy has been everything and more since he got there. He's blasting the ball. You know they signed Lorenzo Cain to that deal a couple of years ago, right. even though it was team friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if, if they can do it, both go there. Why not? Because Why those not? guys are game changers. For sure. And your window is now if you're the Brewers. Yes, that's true. You, you have to strike while the iron's hot. Do we have anything else to talk about in terms of contracts, players? Uh, or we talked about Chris Davis breaking the streak, Yankees, Red Sox, the extension. Um, just little kind of overview of the standings. Rays still yeah. stand atop the AL East. Uh, Orioles surprisingly in second. As we always say, it is early and there is time for change. But Yankees and Red Sox not looking the greatest. Twins uh, atop the AL Central. That's surprising. Strohs are playing really well. They are 9-1 in their last 10. So they overtook the Mariners for the top spot in the AL West. Moving to the National League, your your boys the Mets. No, don't even don't even give me that. <laughs> who will probably fall off somewhere in the middle of the season are leading the East. They're leading the whole National League, I believe. I think I saw that that uh, tweeted out um, somewhere yesterday. Brewers have a better winning percentage than the better 11. winning percentage. Yeah, okay. they have one more win. Well, you know what? Figures some Mets fan on Twitter, you know, just trying right. to feds, uh, you know, spread some false news. But there. the Padres also have eleven wins. And they're atop the NL West. Surprising, like we said, it's early though. Right, and another surprising, cool right, another t- surprising thing about the NL West is that the Rockies are in last, with f- only five wins. Oof. Yeah, in seventeen games, they they're five and twelve. Uh, they are two and eight in their last ten. For a team that really gave a lot of promise, and I'm pretty sure I dubbed them to be another playoff contender. You did. I think you said you had them winning the division. They're doing bad. Yeah. And I get it's early. I get that they there's time to make changes, but you fall behind fast. It's it's a tough hill to overcome. Absolutely, to climb. Absolutely, but uh, surprising about the Padres. I know they have a good couple 
key guys, but other than that, they're not really a winning team. No, they just brought up that shortstop prospect, uh, Tatis Jr. Yeah. They so got Fermil Reyes. So they're starting to bring in their, like, homegrown guys and see what they can do, which do you is have, always exciting. Do you have any guesses on who the worst record uh, team is in the MLB right now? Worst record in baseball. Yeah. Um, uh, they just are, give, me, give me a hint. AL or NL? NL, four wins. NL, four wins. Miami? Yep. Miami's 4-13. and 13. And they are the worst team statistically in baseball, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's not surprising, honestly. I, if I knew it wasn't the Orioles, then I had, would have to go Miami. Right. Yeah, no, but the uh, Reds only have five wins, so they have one more win. Uh, Rockies, five wins. So there are some shaky-looking teams early. Royals, five wins. But uh, there, there's time for improvement. I feel like the Rockies are a team that can pick it up. Yeah, there's a reason they play 162 games. That's Honestly, so much. Yeah, I know. Think about That's it. So much. Anyways, uh, enough of baseball. Yeah, enough about baseball. Honestly, we, we never talk about this sport on the show at all. Hockey. I was gonna say, yeah. You want to go with hockey on the NHL? Yeah, I NHL I can't give much input on hockey. No, honestly, we should just do a, a quick overview anyway because yeah. there's still so much that happened. Right. Um. But yeah, the NHL, the 2019 NHL Stanley Cup playoffs have started. Um. It's actually been very surprising. A lot of Analysts and uh, people that are making predictions have been quite wrong so far. Yes, definitely. Uh, right now you have the, you know, really the hometown team here at Edinburgh. Um, They're getting the, thrashed. Yeah, and the, the Pittsburgh Penguins versus the team I hate more than anything, <laughs> the New York Islanders. Yeah. Honestly, that's a lose-lose situation for me because I hate both of them being a Rangers fan. Mm-hmm. But the Penguins are getting absolutely destroyed in every game. They're down 3-0 right now on the brink of getting swept tonight, I believe. Is game four. Uh, yes, tonight at 7.30. I don't think the Penguins will get swept. I think the Penguins will actually come back and win the next two games. Oh, I thought you were going to say come back and win the series. No, I don't think they'll huh? come back and win the series. The Islanders, honestly, they're just too much of a gritty team. Yeah. Um, They don't really have that many stars, but they when you play like that, I don't think there's any way you lose four straight. We will see tonight, won't we? Yeah, we will. Uh, Lightning are about to get swept? Yeah, well... They played tonight. Another thing, another team I don't think will get swept. Uh, Lightning were the best team in the regular season. Yeah. I think they were the President's Cup uh, winners, which is the trophy given after the best regular season team. Mm-hmm. Very surprising because there is a theory that the President's Cup, uh, whoever receives it, is cursed. You never win the Stanley Cup. Kind of like the Madden curse? Kind of like the Madden curse, okay. yeah. And honestly, this just lives into it. That team is super talented, have some of the best players in hockey. Stamkos, Tyler yeah. Johnson. Yeah, Stamkos, uh, Kucherov, Victor, Vid, Victor, Victor Hedman. Yeah, yeah, the team is absolutely loaded. Ryan McDonough mm-hmm. on defense. They a lot of the, honestly they're the Tampa Bay Rangers. They have so many former New York <laughs> Rangers too. Tampa Bay. The team is team's loaded, but um, yep they're they're not looking too good. No, they they look like they're gonna lose to the Columbus Blue Jackets, which honestly sets. Up well for the Islanders because that's a team they can easily beat and advance even further, I believe. Um, not too many surprises in the Western Conference. The Sharks and Vegas Golden Knights, yeah. yeah. That series is tied, I believe, right? Or is it 2-1? Uh, I don't know if they played last night. 2-1 Vegas. Okay. So, yeah, everyone, you know, Vegas they play, came they out play of, tonight. Vegas came out of nowhere last year. They're kind of just doing was the their, same. It was their first year. Yeah. Doing the same and just maintaining that, that image right now. Yeah, Predators are beating the Stars two games to one. Maple Leafs are beating the Bruins two games to one. 
Uh, Avalanche beating Calgary Flames 2-1. So, one thing I do want to say, and I saw a video of this last night on Twitter, is that Alex Ovechkin, did you see the video of Ovechkin just pounding? Yeah, when he got in the fight. Oh my god, man. And and I don't take my opinion very seriously. I, I can't talk too much on hockey and like the... I've never played the game, so I don't know what it takes. But in terms of every sport has a, a, you know, who's the best player. Yes, of course. And in recent years or, you know, at least the past five years, ten years, whatever it is, it's always been between, like, Crosby and Ovechkin. That's, like, the two biggest named guys that always. How do you not love Ovechkin? Listen, I don't like him because he's cocky. Okay, but I, um, I feel like every... But, like, respecting, like, I respect him as a player. He plays the game right. He plays it hard. He's uh, fast. He's super fast, yeah. and he's a team player, too. That's like, what I'm saying. Hockey, That's... like, when you're a goal scorer, yeah. most people don't care. It's like, no, give me the puck. He'll set up his teammates. He'll. He's one of the only captains, too, that, like, if he gets hit, He's going to back his teammates away and be like, no, I, I got this and handle his own business. Absolutely. He'll chirp back. He'll get in fights. And, yeah, some people might complain, oh, hockey, you know, it's violent. Don't fight. Okay, then don't watch. Hockey's always been that way. Right. But he absolutely demolished this guy actually in a fight. You, Just like you, three sucker punches square to the face. Yeah, if, go on YouTube. Go on NHL.com right now. I don't know who he fought, but you actually see his face. Like, if you, like, slow it down, yeah, it looks like it, like, Bends. Mm-hmm. It's just the impact from that punch. Right. Well, that's what I was going to say. In terms of Crosby versus Ovechkin, who's like the guy in the NHL, how is it not Ovechkin every 10 times out of 10? This I, guy. You want to know why? Because we're very close to Pittsburgh. So when we ask people up here. Oh, but it's not, even, just... it's not even that, man. It's I live in Buffalo and everyone there loves Crosby too. And they think he's, he's an offensive guru, absolutely. But The thing is because he's from Canada. Yeah. So when you go play for Team Canada in the Olympics and all these world games, they're always one of the best teams, so they finish better. People think that his success there somehow makes him better than Ovechkin. Yeah, well, look, he's he's a softy. He would never do what Ovechkin did last night. Uh, Ovechkin is just sneaky, like I, sneaky good. Yeah. So I that's that's my hockey opinion. Don't take it too seriously. As I said, I don't know uh, the the most about hockey, but what I see in a guy like Ovechkin, man, he's him winning that Stanley Cup last year. He was celebrating the same way I would celebrate. Housing beers. I mean, like, the thing is, too, the guy had such a long grind. I think he's been in the league for, like, yeah. 11 years now. Exactly. And to finally get that cup. Yeah. And, like, after being considered the best and then, like, all these playoff, like, I feel like they're kind of like the Houston Rockets of hockey. Like, right. people are like, oh, no, they they just keep choking, they keep choking. To finally, like, be able to look back at people and be like, nope, I did it. Yeah. He went full Rob Gronkowski and just celebrated. Yeah. I- and people were worried about him this year. Did the same thing this year. He's dominating right now. Yeah, I think they're going to win again. Think they're going to go back to back? I think they're going to win again. That was my question for you. I was going to say, I know you don't know a lot about hockey, but you have yeah. to pick one team right now. Who do you uh, got? All right, so you're going to go with them. Um, I personally think they're going to win too, but just to be different, let's see here. Who's in the West? Because the West is always pretty loaded. Maybe. Just just to be different, I'm going to go with the Predators. Finally Predators, yeah. Yeah. They always seem to choke, too, but I don't know. I think P.K. Supon just kind of carries them over that hump right now. Yeah. All right. That's so, hockey talk. Yeah, that's hockey. <laughs> let's move on to – you know, honestly, let's just do another sport we never talk about, golf. Talk yeah. about the major event, you know, the Masters and Tiger Woods coming back. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Do you want to start with this? or? Was it, it was the Masters, right? Yeah, the so Masters. So the Green Jacket? The yep, green jacket. the Green Jacket. 
All right, there's a couple things I have to say about Tiger Woods and the sport of golf. Me and my roommates were having this conversation earlier. Um, isn't it incredible that pro athletes or any famous person ever in general can be so great and then one day make a mistake and, you know, it's it's a mark on their life, life career and everything and, you know, they might be hated for a little bit, but then years down the road, they're like in the spotlight again mm-hmm. and everyone celebrates like it, it's just it's an incredible thing that he you know kind of ruined his life in a, in a sense and then comes back and was able to overcome all of this and everyone loves him again yeah i love him but it's just uh it's uh it's interesting to think about that you know he screwed up his family's life and he the whole scandal yeah, yeah. and you know his golf career kind of fell apart from there and now he's back on top. Yeah. Now the thing about Tiger Woods too is he was the guy in golf. Yeah. Then the scandal happened. You know he loses the naming for the video game. It's not Tiger Woods PGA Tour anymore. Right. He, I don't know if he got kicked off or suspended from the tour, but he really didn't win anything since then. Uh. He he won like recently. Little, but yeah, like, little like he, tournaments. He won like little recent tournaments, right. but nothing big. Like no like championships or like yeah. you know pga like major championship events it tells you how old you're getting uh i realized i was old when tiger won the masters recently you know what was it two days ago or whatever yeah they took his hat that's off and he's like bald he's balding so to me that means that i'm gonna be balding well, soon he, he's 43 i know but it's just crazy because <laughs> i remember him you know in 2008 2009 was the last time he won right or what five i think 2005 was the last masters he won. right and he looked like a young guy back then yeah but uh, one thing I do want to, you know, appreciate Tiger Woods for is when he won, he went up to his caddy, and you didn't hear it, but you saw the video playback, slow motion, and he said, we did it. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, I did it. He said, we did it, which, as a caddy, you're not really thought about too much, especially in, in the, the professional limelight. Mm-hmm, so course. it's awesome for a guy like Tiger Woods, one of the best golfers of all time, to, you know... Uh, Come and appreciate you. Yes. And that must be a great feeling to win, even as a caddy. But to have a guy like him say, we did it, it it's a special moment, and it was cool to see, and I'm, I'm happy for Tiger Woods. So am I. Honestly, uh, just something crazy to think about. Yeah, the last Masters he won was 2005. Right. So he now has five, master, uh, five Masters, five Green Jackets. The last one was 2005. If you, like, if you look up, things from 2005 like the last time Tiger Woods won the master to now you'll see things like the Detroit Pistons were like an NBA force yep, yep, yep. and like all these crazy stats I, I don't really want to get into it I just want to keep going on because it's not it's not about Tiger so we'll keep things rolling but it'll be interesting to see if this is Tiger's like if this like his redemption tour keeps on rolling right now right and like he can stay at the top of his game or if you know who knows? Maybe he'll retire. He's played for a long time. Or maybe he'll just kind of be solid again. But we're going to go to our first ad read here in a moment. I'll pass it along to Matt. Yeah, so the first ad read today is for John's Wildwood Pizzeria. Support for WFSC is provided in part by John's Wildwood Pizzeria. Open daily at 105 Erie Street in Edinburgh. John's menu includes pizza, hoagies, wings, salads, and more. Information is at 814-734-7355 or on the web at johnswildwoodpizza.com. All right, so that's our first ad read. You guys know we have one more for the show. Yep. That'll be coming up in a little bit here. 
Um, Matt, do you have anything else you want to say about Tiger or the sport of golf as a whole? Mm, no. No? Didn't even watch a hole, to be honest. No? Not a hole. I, I watched, like, the tail end of it just when my friend was like, he's up. Yeah. I just wanted to see the history and, like, see people's response See what's, and see how happy they what's, were. What's great about social media and modern-day technology is um, he he won on TV. Mm-hmm. And then I my dad texted me, and then a minute later, I was on Twitter and I saw clips of him. Of course, the, yeah. So... Right you're, after you're 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 a little behind, but at the same time, it's like uh, not really. So very thankful for Twitter for times like this, <laughs> and I get a lot of information for the podcast off Twitter. Yeah, yeah, like get, stupid. Yeah, like like our little like tidbits of information. Yeah, like yeah. stupid things that people don't really analyze too much on normal sports Instagram shows. Instagram too. I get a lot from Instagram. Yeah, from like you're recommended at like you're recommended yep. uh, posts. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so going into. What do you want to go on next? I know we said we're going to talk about uh, the NBA playoffs a little bit. Yeah, let's let's do NBA. But before we go into the NBA, let's talk about a guy who will be in the NBA. It's you know it's decided that Zion Williamson will be in this year's NBA draft. Yep, he just officially declared for the draft. Was it yesterday? Yes, I believe. Yeah, yesterday through his Instagram, I believe. Yep. He made a post saying uh, thanking Duke for the greatest year of his life, and said that he's going to go on and just. He's excited for what the NBA will bring him. Yeah. He and you know what? Even though he knows he's probably gonna be the consensus number one overall pick and the draft lottery hasn't been um picked yet. Right. It's pretty much foreseen that any whoever holds the first picks and gets Zion, any team that's kinda linked to it, he's always asked, like, Do you have a preference? Do you, he said, Wherever I'm drafted, that's where I wanna play. I wanna build my legacy there. Like yeah. I'm gonna be happy just be drafted. You know what I'm you know what I noticed and I know R. J. Barrett uh declared for the draft too. Uh, Duke does a great job, like their media, their media team does an excellent job. Yeah, Those like videos, their, pu- their public relations too, to like keep their yeah. players like looking good and like telling them what to say and instruct them. Yeah, the the video that Zion released was uh, similar to R.J. Barrett, probably probably because it was done by the same team, but it was a dope video. It like even it was just him talking, but it was like dim and there was like blue lighting around to represent Duke and. Yeah, uh, the one and done is definitely in full effect when your university is creating uh, videos for you to release on your Instagram saying you're going to the NBA. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Zion, I don't know, man. I have a weird feeling about him. I know you told me that. You said that you don't yeah. think he's gonna be. I have a, I have a weird feeling. You said about the Greg Oden esque thing last week. Yeah, I think he's a super powerful human being and a, a great basketball player. But in terms of translating the game, in terms of translating from being that uh, that driving force in college basketball to an NBA caliber player, while he's built like one, uh, R.J. Barrett's a better shooter. Mm-hmm. R.J. Barrett's a better passer. And uh, not even just R.J. Barrett, his teammate, but a lot of guys in this year's draft are just kind of more well-rounded, in my opinion. All right, call me crazy here. You can say what you want. But I think that Zion's like best-case scenario, besides being the number one pick and getting like all these endorsements right away for being like, People say the next LeBron. He's not going to be the next LeBron. He's going to be a guy like Blake Griffin or like Draymond Green, in my opinion, where he's like very physical and like in your face, like just very paint, like paint driven player, like dunking and rebounds and everything. And then he's either going to start to fall because it's going to be too demanding on his body or a couple of years down the road, kind of like Blake now, he's going to learn how to shoot and work on his mid range game. 
and become that guy that can really lead a team. Yeah, but you gotta he's he's gotta do that sooner than later, learn how to shoot. And keep in mind, guys, he's he's not playing Wofford anymore. He's not playing Lehigh anymore. He's playing guys the best, best in of the world. best. Best of the best from Europe or other foreign countries and the best of the best from colleges in recent times. He's not gonna be able to dribble past anybody anymore and windmill dunk from the foul line. Yeah. There, there's and if he does power to him, that's even more impressive then. Yeah. But it's not going to be the same dominance. I Yeah, I just don't really see the game translating as it has been in high school for him and college for him. He's an electric player, and whoever gets him is a lucky franchise. But uh, with the way the NBA game has been changing, you really just need to be tall and be able to shoot. Yeah, well, look at the average point guard like that Like now. Yeah. You have point guards that are like 6'8". That's what I'm saying. Point guards used to be a short position. Yeah. Yeah, so the the way that the game has been changing in recent times, uh, I just feel like his skill set might have been good in, like, the early 2000s. Might have been like a LeBron James. Like but, lights out. Yeah, but not you, you just can't even compare him to LeBron James because LeBron James does everything the best. Listen, be fair, you can never compare anything to LeBron James because that's like comparing something to Michael Jordan. They revolutionized their era of basketball. Yes, and no one will ever be like that. No. So he could be the next Zion Williamson. Yeah. But he's not going to be the next LeBron James. And uh, I'm I'm really, this is the draft, in my opinion, that I've been most excited about in a long time. Last year I was excited because the Celtics had, or two years ago or whatever. When last they, year, when two they years got ago. When they got the pick with Tatum? When they got the third pick with Tatum. Yeah. I was excited about that because I knew they were taking Tatum and I love Tatum. But uh, this year, I like a guy like John Morant from Murray State. Yep. Uh, uh, lights out shooter Tyler Tyler Hero or Harrow from Kentucky, that tall white guy. Yeah. He declared for the draft. There's a lot of talent and. Uh, there's a lot of depth. Here's the thing, there's always a lot of talent in the draft, but there's a lot of game changing talent. Yeah. Yes. Like normally there's like, you know. One, you know, there's like five to seven guys that are like franchise changers. I would say now there's like 10 to 15. Yeah. Like guys that are just going to be like for a long time. Be like key pieces. Who's your favorite player coming out of college into the draft? Barrett. Barrett? No question, yeah. Why is that? I just think that he's going to be paired up on a team that needs shooters, kind of like Cleveland or Phoenix. And I don't know, I kind of feel like him and Colin Sexton or – him and Devin Booker are yeah. going to be, like, the one-two that I think is just going to be so fun to watch right. for so long. And I love his playing style. He, he reminds me of Clay Thompson, but here's the thing. He'll do more than just off, you know, off the pass shoot. So. Well, yeah, and Clay Thompson is also one of the best two, two-way players in the NBA because he plays awesome defense. But yeah. how have the Suns not been any, like, where close to successful? With the picks that they've had, in the past several years. I mean, and that's what I'm saying, too. I think if they do get a guy like Barrett, if you have Barrett, Booker, and then they have uh, DeAndre Ayton, right? Yes, and they have lottery picks like Josh Jackson and Dragon Bender. Yeah. Like, they have all these picks. Like, think about they... that. Just those three. That's like a big three for the next, I don't know, four years if you can keep them all under contract. But does that make sense to you that you No, you've... that they're that bad with all that talent? Like, no, how not does at that make... all. That speaks, that speaks about either, one, the, the team's desire... Or the coaching there. It's coaching. It's got to be. It's coaching. And uh, who else do they have that's kind of slept on? Hold on. I'll look it up. I think they have Marvin. Do they have Marvin Bagley? No, he's on Sacramento. 
Okay, which yeah. is also a great young team that I love, who just fired their coach, and I think they just signed Luke Walton. Yeah, they're gonna get Luke Walton when the yeah. when it becomes like official. Isn't that crazy? Uh, but the Suns, they have Mikael Bridges. They do great defender, lanky guy from Villanova. Uh, it just sucks to see a team just struggle with all that talent, because yeah. there's teams in my oh, mind. Oh, they have Jamal Crawford too. Yeah, but I mean he's older, but yeah. like yeah, he's that veteran guy. He'll still do something. In my mind, they have a better roster overall than uh, the Clippers, who are in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, okay, all the young guys that we like we we didn't mention. You mentioned Bridges. Uh, Bridges. They have Tyler Johnson, who they traded from for the Heat. They have Jimmer Fredette, who knows if they'll keep under contract after the season. Kelly Oubre they have. Not a fan of uh, Oubre. Oubre. I don't like Oubre either, but those guys all have talent. And it's like un- it's kind of undeniable to say like the type of players they are. I know Oubre being a Celtics fan, you don't like him due to last year's playoff antics. Mm-hmm. But they have guys, so who knows what will happen. Um, do you have anything else for the NBA, honestly? Like, uh, who just are you excited about? In terms of... Yeah, the like draft? A, yeah. John Morant, definitely. Okay. John Morant is an a incredible basketball player, great mind, offensive player, and he's just super athletic. But in terms of the NBA uh, playoff picture right now, at least, Toronto, man. Yeah. They are just not good in the playoffs. Kyle Lowry never shows up. Kyle Lowry is awful. And I said this last week. Kyle Lowry is a schlub of an NBA player. And, I, you know, he got all... The credit when DeRozan was on the team and DeRozan and DeRozan got nothing, even though, in my opinion, DeRozan was the guy. Yep, we did talk about this. We both agreed on that. Too. Right. So, uh, if if you go out and get a guy like Kawhi Leonard and you don't get past the first round and lose to the Magic, the seven seeded Magic, the Magic. Yep. They lost game one two in Toronto. Yep. And the yes, Orlando if, Magic. That when you look at their roster, I can name you like three guys. Like their best players. Go um, ahead, like just name just name players in the Magic right now. Like well, I know they had faults. I don't know how much of an impact he's had on the not team. Really, not uh, really. Evan any. Fournier, DJ Augustine has kind of brought his career back. Yeah, DJ he's Augustine. playing really well for them. They have Terrence Ross. They do have Terrence Ross, old Raptors player. Uh, Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba. Jonathan yeah. Isaac. Yeah, a lot right. of young guys. You're, yeah, it's a lot of young guys, but no one that's like a game changer. Just Augustine just took over in that last game, but yeah, I don't know. Um, in terms of that, you know, the rap game two is actually today at eight. Right. So, if the Magic win again, I think fans in Toronto are happy concern. How do you lose the both game, the first two at home? Oh yeah, that. Against this team? But that's just how they've been. That's they. You know, the past couple of years they've been like a three or two seed, or mm-hmm. maybe even a one, even when LeBron was still in the East. But they just can't get it done, and then. You know, they fired, what was it, Dwayne Casey? Yep. And now they have... I don't know who their coach is now. I don't know either. Up, I think it's the Bucks' old coach. Might be Mike Budenholzer. Hold on. Um, Regardless of the situation, they are just not a great playoff team. Uh, another thing I want to talk about... Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse. Yeah, Nick Never Nurse. Never heard of him. Another thing I want to talk about is that the Warriors blew like a 40-point lead yeah. last night. 31-point lead. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. I love the Clippers team because Patrick Beverly is just going balls to the wall against KD. Yeah. And they're going to fight. They're and gonna... Danilo, Danilo Gallinari, too. Yeah. Playing if, really like, good. He's playing really good. But, why, like, if you didn't watch uh, games one, was that was that game one or game two? That was game two. That was right? game yeah. two. It's one If one. you didn't watch game one or game two, go ahead, watch game three. Watch the Patrick Beverly versus uh, Kevin Durant demeanor. 
and then watch Danilo versus Draymond. Like, yeah. watch the stare downs that happen between those guys mm-hmm. because Draymond's a dirty player. Right. And, like, I'll just say it right now. I don't care, even if he's listening to this. Like, I think he does listen to this. I, it, it would be cool. So, say but, we, he'll, yeah, he'll, he'll hear. We're, we're, we're calling you out right now, honestly. Yeah, Draymond. But um, it's just. There, there's something's gonna happen there because Danilo is just such a veteran guy and like he doesn't put up with that crap. No, he's from so, Italy. Yeah. So they're you know, they're they're super tough. Kidding, but um, what else? Uh, Celtics pulled out the win. Yeah, Celtics versus Indiana Pacers. That I was think. a terrible game. The final score was like eighty six. Yeah, ter- terrible game one. Yeah. Uh, people, you know, I think expect just the Celtics to wash away the Pacers. The biggest news for that series is. Pacers have Victor Oladipo out for the rest of the season. Um, he's not obviously playing in the playoffs at all. And then Marcus Smart's out for the Celtics. Right. That should be an easy round one victory for the Celtics. Uh, we already covered the Magic and the the Raptors. We'll see what happens with that. I still think the Raptors come back and win that. Okay. Uh, the most interesting series, in my opinion, in the East is the Brooklyn Nets versus the 76ers. Absolutely. I don't know if I mentioned it on this podcast last week. Or if I've just been talking to it about my friend Paul um, with the podcast project we have to do for a class. Him and I actually both called, and I think I mentioned this to you too, the Nets beating the Sixers. Yeah. We both said Nets in seven. Well, it's 1-1 one, one now, yeah, right? Yeah, it's 1-1 now, and it did look pretty uh, It looked pretty commanding for the Sixers last night. Mm-hmm. But that was because Ben Simmons actually did something he never does and had a good game. Because Shoot. The, yeah, they didn't play defense on him. Yeah. So... Who knows? They'll adjust, and then I think it's still game over. Yeah. But, and that would be a huge upset because people think that the Sixers somehow have a chance to be really the favorite from the East, which I don't see at all. We'll, we'll see how that pans out. And the uh, Bucks absolutely manhandled the Pistons. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't even so. think about that series because <coughs> Blake me. Griffin's out for the whole first series. Mm-hmm. Their star player, which means he's pretty much out for the whole playoffs because right. they're about to get manhandled by the Bucks. Yeah. Uh, in the West, we already talked about Golden State and the Clippers. You have the Nuggets and the Spurs. Uh, I think the Spurs are going to pull a major upset, seven versus two seed, and beat that because how can you bet against a guy like Greg Popovich? Right. The guy's the one of the greatest coaches in NBA history, if not the greatest coach, certainly up there on the coach Mount Rushmore. And I, I saw a crazy stat, and I don't know if we mentioned this either. What's the stat? Um, Greg Popovich, like during his coaching career, the Spurs have had a losing record for less than 70 days. It was like 66 or 68 days. Yeah, Pop is the man. He released a great quote the other day. The, the media was asking him about a player on the team, and he said it's my player's job to make me want to play them. So meaning... If you want to play, you have to show Pop that you can play. And, or you deserve to. Like, right, and yeah. be successful. Because, I don't know, a journalist asked him, like, why didn't so-and-so get all this playing time? Or why did he get this much playing time? And recently he has been playing much. Well, Pop easily said, uh, you know, it's the player's main job to make make him want to play them. And if you can't do that, you're going to sit on the bench. But uh, Spurs are playing Denver, right? Yes, the Nuggets, yep. Denver is a bad two-seed. I don't find them that uh, attractive in any ma- in any fashion or way. Well, the thing with the West is too. The the entire West, like they're separated by like six games. Yeah. Literally, like the three seed to the eight is separated by like eight games. Yeah. So it's just extremely tough, and like that's why I think a, a lot of people aren't wouldn't be like, um, 
really upset to hear about like all these possible upsets and everything. My favorite, uh, my favorite matchup in the Western playoffs right now is definitely Portland versus OKC. All right, yeah, you have two top five point guards yeah. and Russell Westbrook, who's averaged a triple double for three straight seasons. Absolutely unheard of. First, honestly, one of the most underrated point guards in Dame Lillard. Yeah, dude, did you see where he was shooting from? He was just Who, pulling. Lillard? Yeah. No, I have absolutely no idea. But I know Portland's up one uh one zero right now, and they're the favorite. Well, technically they're the favorite in the series. You know, they're they're the three seed. Um, before you talk about where he was pulling up from, yeah, just I think OKC is gonna win this series mainly because Nurchich is out for the uh, Trailblazers, and he right. was a big reason they got the three seed. Yeah, but they won the first game. They did, they did. Yeah, yeah. Dame Lillard was pulling up from like six to ten feet behind the NBA three point line. He did it like three times. I'm pretty sure it was the first shot of the game. They won the tip, and he just came down and pulled up from like a logo on the side of the court. He he wants to set that tone. Yeah. Do you remember the shot he had? I think it was against Houston. Maybe like his second or third year in the league, it was like an inbound play, and he shot. Was that was that him? I think so. Yeah, like off the right side, like kind of yeah. like by like the logo on like by the side, like the yeah. bench. Yeah, Damian Lillard's a killer man. He's a baller. He's gonna if they win that series, it's gonna be all thanks to him. So, also Seth Curry's on Portland, and he's playing pretty well too. Yeah, and they have guys like C.J. McCollum and Myers Leonard, Zach Collins. They have they have a good. And OKC guy has guys too, like Steven Adams, Paul George. Yeah. You know, he was an MVP candidate you know, right. until recently. Yeah, I just don't think their bench is as deep as Portland. No. But do you have anything else about that series? Because we have one more, and then that's it for the NBA. No. no. All right, so the only matchup we didn't cover, uh, four seed versus five seed. You got the Rockets at the four seed, the Jazz at the five seed. I think the Rockets easily win this series in like six games. Uh, Chris Paul. James Harden putting up, like, video game numbers. And honestly, the Jazz don't have a clear number two option besides Donovan Mitchell. Right. Because Rudy Gobert can't shoot. He's just a paint presence. And Joe Ingles doesn't do anything but shoot threes. Mm-hmm. So I think the Rockets manhandle the Jazz just like they did, did in game one. Yeah. Uh, they either won by 22 or 32. I don't even think this is a series, and that's sad to say. Yeah. Because he, the Jazz are a good team. I'm, I'm happy you mentioned the option of having a number two player to for offense. That's the thing. The Rockets... You, you just have to score more points than the Rockets. They're going to score their points, but um, the Jazz, to win a game, they're going to have to play like the best offensive game of the season. Like, the Rockets can put up 145 in a game. Right, that's what I'm saying. And it's like, it wouldn't be, people wouldn't be that surprised. Be like, wow, that's great. But with guys like Paul and Harden? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who exactly. else is going to do that in the NBA? No, well, the Warriors? That's, that's the thing. That's the, the reason the Rockets will ever lose is because if, if somehow they're not shooting the ball, as well as they usually do, or the other team somehow shoots the ball, you know, exponentially better, which I don't think the Jazz can do this round. And also the Jazz, to me, are a team that, yes, they seem to have their roster together, and they have a good coach in Quinn Snyder, but they are just not ready to take that next step to me. Yeah. Kind of like a team... If they still had Gordon Hayward, then maybe. But. Yeah, who in the East to me? I feel like they are kind of like the Sixers in a way where they have a lot of good talent, a lot of good young talent, but maybe just not prepped yet. They don't have it all together yet. Uh, do you want to go ahead and read our second ad, and then we'll finish the show with our questions? Yeah, and there's one more thing I want to talk about. Okay, too, yeah, go but, yeah, um, by all means. All right, so our second ad read, Supporters of WFSE include the Edinburgh Hotel Bar, serving a variety of lunch and dinner items every day from... Their location at 100 Meadville Street in downtown Edinburgh. Information is at 814-734-5103 or online at edinburghhotelbar.com. 
Good right. job, Bunger. Thank you. So that's our second ad read. John's in the hotel bar. They're pretty much right next to each other. Yep. Pretty much staples for college kids on the you know that are over 21 on the weekend here. Absolutely, over 21, yes. Probably making the most money in Edinburgh out of any businesses. Hotel bar? No, no, no. Well, not anymore, yeah, because yeah. of borough bars. But, yeah. Um, but they don't support us. No, they do not, so we have to cover the hotel bar. Yeah. The, you know. But I'll give a shout-out to the Pawn Souls at the Borough Bar and everything. Yeah. They're some of the nicest people in this town. They, like, own everything. But, um, all right, the only thing I wanted to cover before we go into our random questions and, like, wrapping up, Russell Wilson got paid. Uh, quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks gave the Seahawks a deadline of April 15th. Uh, give us April 15th to do th- all that. Um, absolute, absolutely... Really just tipped the Seahawks' hand, got paid by the deadline, and signed a four-year, $140 million contract, making him the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL right now, and he had a $60 million signing bonus. Absolutely absurd. Accused uh, him in Seattle, you know, Super Bowl-winning quarterback, the only Super Bowl in franchise history, and I don't see him going anywhere. So. Yeah, I'm definitely... Good for Russell Wilson. He can end his uh, career in Seattle, it seems. And he's an underrated guy, definitely, in terms of quarterbacks. Undersized guy, never really got uh, – uh, he wasn't really that attractive. Coming out of college. Right, because yeah. he can't see over the linemen or whatever. But, um, the guy's a winner. He beat out Matt Flynn. He beat out everybody. And now he's deserves to get paid. Right. Um, so – I know we've mentioned this before, or at least I have, and I had a guest speaker, Tyler Ford, on the show to fill in for Bunger. Um, so he runs a wiffle ball tournament in Buffalo, New York, and uh, he, they're, they are kind of our unofficial sponsors. So I have him on the line now. He's going to do a quick uh, sponsorship read for the Ford Field wiffle ball tournament. So Ford, whenever you're ready, buddy. Hey guys, this is uh, Tyler Ford. As you know, just want to plug the tournament real quick. Um, it's on uh, August 3rd, 2019, this summer. All-day event uh, here in beautiful Grand Island, New York. So come out, support the cause, free of charge. Uh, we got a lot going on this summer. Follow us on Twitter, at FFWBT, to follow it up with the latest posts and news regarding the tournament. And we'd love to see you guys come out and join us in the beginning of August. All right, thanks, Ford. Yeah, thank you for that ad read, man. All right, yeah, have a good one. So that's your boy, Ford? Yeah. All right, well, guys, if you want to go watch, uh, you know, a beautiful day of wiffle ball near Buffalo, New York, go support. Yeah, and honestly, if you're out of the area, which you probably want to be in the area to see it because there's nothing else like it, uh, give them a follow on Twitter, as he mentioned. It's at FFWBT. Just some some classic tweets. They do interviews once a week for the players who are in the tournament. My interview is up. We did record it during the show. Uh, So go give them a follow. Go check it out. Awesome time. Awesome guys. And uh, glad to hear from Ford. Now, do you guys give, like, updated, like, scores and all that stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah, during the the tournament, someone's always on the Twitter. All right, cool. Because I'm definitely going to shoot them a follow now. Yeah. Whatever team you get drafted by. It, it's colors. I'm feeling it's like red, yellow, Purple, white, black. Purple, like yeah, I've, right, I've yeah, seen yeah. It in the past, but yeah. So there's there's three brothers who uh, dub the Fords their last name, and they run this wiffle ball tournament. And so give them a follow on Twitter. Maybe try to get sneak your way into the tournament. But it's a tight sealed group of guys that get picked each year. So I'm happy to be one of them, and uh, excited for this year's competition. Cool. 
Yeah, so you want to go on and do the questions? You you go first today. I got to think one up here. All right, so, yeah, we'll do our random questions, uh, you know, wrapping up this episode. Just one thing I do want to say, we only have probably one to two episodes left. You know, it's, it's been a blast doing this. So I want to think of some really off-the-wall question next week. Okay. Catch you for a loop. But my question for you today, I uh, kind of put you on the spot here. Out of those, out of all those guys, out of the Fords, do you know all three of them? Are you close with all three? Yeah, of them? yeah, all all three of my boys. Look at them as brothers. All right, which one of them is like? If you had, to, if you had to rank them one to three, in football? Yeah. <laughs> oh wow! I know, um, I know they'll listen to this too, or at yeah, least like you'll so, send it to them. So, uh, so Tyler, who was just on the phone, is the oldest brother, and uh, but I. The the best wiffle ball player, and I think they would agree, is definitely the middle brother Jake. Uh, he's just he he hits the ball well, plays the field well, good team player. I actually just won the the Winter Classic with him. Okay. Uh, so he's he's clear cut number one. Two and three is tough. I feel like since he's a veteran presence, probably the oldest brother Tyler would be number two. And uh, now Dom, if you're listening to this, he's the youngest brother. Just because I'm putting you third doesn't mean I believe I doesn't mean that I don't believe in your uh, skill set. But you know he's a young guy. He's got body to grow into. He's got lots to learn about the wiffle ball game and the, and the atmosphere. But he's a talented dude too. Watch, he'll probably take off in the next three years, be I, the best one in the tournament. Yeah, he he might be. And three years from now, the older guys might not even be in the tournament. But well, they're all they're all top tier guys. They will all probably be captains. Because they rank captains like okay yeah so listen Ford brothers I meant no disrespect with that question I just wanted to see Matt kind of have to yeah. think about one here for once yeah they're all they're all good I'll, I'll play with any of them uh, my first year I played with the youngest brother Dom right. and he, he's a great team player and we 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 talk every now and then uh, you know he's a big he's a Celtics fan as well so we cool. we talk but yeah all right, well if so, I had to rank wiffle ball players in my family my little brother Jake just because you said the Ford uh, Jake Ford's probably the best yeah. one. Give a shout out to my little brother Jake because he's definitely a better with ball player than I am. And oh he's, yeah, he's eight. Oh, so he's got a well, lot. Well, I mean, of... like at his age, he's just he's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. But hope you're listening, buddy. Um, all right, Matt. What's your question for me? My question for you, Bunger, is that if you could be president of any country other than the United States or Canada, what president would it be? <sighs> any country. Any country I can be the president of. Huh? Yeah, or or the leader if they're like. Uh, if they're okay, okay. Like dictatorship, uh, whatever. I I would have went Canada, but that's a prime minister. Mm-hmm. So. No, no Canada, no United yeah, States. Yeah, I know. I know. Nothing uh, North America, maybe. Let's see here. You like in Asia, somewhere in Asia, somewhere I, in Europe. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I I feel like I don't want to go somewhere where that's like really like religious and all that stuff. Right. Deal with all that. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I know they're like an impoverished uh, country and everything. But I'd kind of like to go to the Dominican Republic. Uh, that's a that's a United States territory. It's a territory. Okay, all right. So we're, yeah. we're going with ter- yeah. All right, then I'll go. Then I'll go Jamaica. Jamaica. I yeah. think. What are they? I I don't. I think they're just their own country. I went to Jamaica <laughs> when I was like ten or eleven with my dad. Okay. They're their own country. Uh, they're really, you know, it's it's really eye opening when you go there. You're not supposed to go off the resort and right. everything. Um, I don't know. It's beautiful down there, and I, I like. I'd like to try and uh. If I was the president, I'd like to make it less of a tourist destination. I'll tell you what, man. I, if I had 10 guesses, Jamaica wasn't one of them for you. Dude, I don't know. Just nice weather. I think I'd go with, like, uh, Sweden or something. Okay. Yeah, they, they got they got things figured out. They, they're they smart and they're wealthy, so wouldn't be too hard of a job. 
No, I wouldn't. No, so. But if I'm doing that job, you know, you might as well try to have some fun with it. Oh, absolutely. So, Bunger could be the next president of Jamaica. Probably not, guys. No, I don't Get get your campaign papers together and get some support. Hopefully some listeners will throw some donations your way. (laughs) Yeah, because I I, I have Venmo, so. Yeah. Uh, Well, that's our today's show. Uh, Good show, I think. Yeah. And uh, we're running out of shows to do because school is coming to an end. Uh, I will be going my own way. Bunker will be going his. So we are guaranteed one more show after this one. Yeah, we are guaranteed at least one more show. Next week's show is a little shaky. We don't know if we can get studio time because we will not be able to do it on our usual Tuesday. So we're going to look for an alternate date. But if not, then we'll do it the following week. Which is the 30th yeah. of April. And actually, that is my girlfriend's birthday. So we might have to... But we could, we could do a quick one that day, too. We'll, 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 we'll figure it out. We'll work we'll, on the details here yeah. to at least get one. And I, I want to do it as many times as we can to yeah. take advantage of this. We'll, so. we'll sign off sooner or later. But uh, that's episode number nine, and we can't wait for the next one. Thanks, guys.